looking to engage your services. Treat me like you would anyone else. Usually I'd ask, what can I do for you? Ask then, what can I do for you? She looked down at her hands resting in her lap. The rain continued to patter. When she spoke again, her voice was thick with uncharacteristic emotion. First, I need to tell you a story. Don't interrupt me until I finish, okay? If you do, I'll talk myself out of this, and we'll have both wasted our time. I nodded. She looked up at the ceiling, took a deep breath, and began. There's a port on a western bay. It's not important where unless you take the job, in which case I'll tell you. Twenty years ago, there was a girl who worked in a tavern laying whiskey down. She was tough, reasonably attractive, and never wanted for male attention. She had no family, no past, no plans, and she liked it that way. Until the day he walked in. I'd seen Angelina angry, happy, drunk, focused, and on rare occasions wistful. In none of them had I seen the girl she must have once been. But now, as she told her story, I did. The smile lines faded, the wisps of gray in her hair vanished, and her body lost its wide-hipped maturity and reverted to the slender girl who drew every eye. He came on a summer's day, she continued, loaded with gifts from all over the world. Just another sailor between trips, right? Nothing unusual about him at all. Except that the barmaid, that smart, tough, seen-it-all girl, fell for him. It was the first and last time in her life that she had anything to do with love. Angelina looked out the window at the rain, but she wasn't watching the weather. I followed her gaze as if I too might see back in time. She continued, He stayed in port for a month because of her. She used to spend hours watching his eyes while he told his stories. He brought the ocean to life for her. She could practically taste the salt spray and feel the waves crash against her. And he loved her. She chuckled coldly. Well, she believed it when he said it, at any rate. But eventually he had to go back to the sea. It was his life and his real love. He promised to come back for her, and before he left, he gave her this as a token. She placed a braided silver chain on my desk. It sounded solid against the wood. There was a catch in her voice when she said, That barmaid kept this all that time, waiting for him to keep his word. I picked up the chain. A locket hung from it, but I didn't open it. Nice jewelry, I said. A little pricey for a regular sailor, though. Was he a pirate? Not when I met him. But later, yeah. Pirate. That was not a word I liked to hear. Back in my mercenary days, I'd crossed both paths and swords with the so-called Brotherhood of the Surf, and the thing that stuck with me most was the smell. Granted, an army for hire that had been in the field for a while was no bouquet of roses either, but the odor of these sea vermin, a mix of sweat, salt, fish, and blood, impressed me with its organic rankness. They seemed a separate species, governed by laws so arcane and labyrinthine that even looking at one of them risked sparking a violent confrontation. I avoided them whenever possible. The wind shifted a little outside, 
and the rain began to splash off the window sill and into the room. I asked, what happened then? He left, and she waited. New ships every day, new sailors, wondering which ones would bring a letter, or worse, news of his death. It was too much. The town didn't think very highly of her association with him either, and made things even more difficult for her. So she moved inland, eventually ending up in a little town by a river, because when he returned she knew it would be by water. She opened a tavern so he would hear about it and be able to find her. And she waited, holding her breath like a drowning woman with the surface six inches above her head. She looked directly at me now. The smugness, the fire, the absolute certainty that she always presented to the world was gone, replaced by the countenance of that long-ago barmaid with a broken heart. I want you to find out what happened to him, Eddie.